Hey everybody, hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are staying safe and warm during this winter storm. Hope you guys aren't getting stuck out there. I have only got stuck one time and that was this morning in my driveway. I left the driveway just fine, come back a little bit later. I couldn't get back in my driveway. I had to shovel myself in. Thankfully, of course, I was at home, so I was able to uh, shovel myself. Um, so you guys, I am live from my kitchen. As you can see, that sign right there, tacos. As for me and my household, we will serve tacos. Salsa 24-7 is that scripture verse. Um, memorize it, know it. That's going to be our scripture verse today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so just getting started. You guys know I love camping. I love doing anything outdoors. If it's a camping trip, it better be more than one day because that's not a camping trip. That's just an overnight hiking trip. And no one, that's fun, but... We're going to camp two or three nights if we're going to go camping. Um, so I love camping. I love being outdoors. I love being one with nature. Just waking up um, in the middle of the... Uh, waking up early in the morning and seeing the sunrise, whether that's over a lake, whether that's over a mountain, where, wherever you are. Um, I just love everything about camping. I love making my coffee um, with like a little bitty fire burner thing and um, hot water over my AeroPress. I love everything about camping. The one thing that seems to drive me crazy, and it doesn't drive me crazy until the last day, is not being able to shower. Like whenever you're out there camping, like if it's fall or summertime, like you're kind of sweating, like you're getting a little bit of BO, like it's kind of stinky, you get dirt sticking to you, um, and you start to just feel a little dirty, and it, it, it gets uncomfortable. And so that on your way home from camping, you just cannot wait to get clean again. You cannot wait to shower and get all that sweat and all that dirt and all that, all that junk off of you. Spiritually, we experience the same thing. We, we start off clean. We start off um, with our relationship with God clean and we feel good because God, he cleanses us from all of our sins. Um, but then we get back into the world and we start enjoying um, what's going on. And without even knowing it, we're starting to sweat. We're starting to get that BO. We're starting to get that dirt to cling to us. And before we know it, we are dirty and we are, um, we're dirty and we're, our sins are making us feel um, yucky. We often get caught up in the same sins again and again, and that makes us feel unworthy. And we all struggle with feeling worthy. We all struggle with feeling like we deserve God's love, like we deserve to be a Christian. And that's something that we all struggle with. And the truth is, is that we're not. The truth is that we're not worthy of God's love. The truth is that we're not worthy to be clean. Um, if, we let, if we got what we deserved, we would be dirty and we would be filthy and we would be living that life from, from here all the way until we die. That's what we deserve. And so if you struggle with feeling worthy about being loved by God, we don't, we're not worthy. But the good news, the good news, the, the word gospel, it's the word good news in the Bible. The good news is that God, he gives us a way to be clean through Jesus. And we don't have to be worthy to be clean, but God provides that for us anyways. One of the scriptures we're going to be reading, or actually the first point, is that because of Jesus, we are clean. Because of Jesus, we are clean. We are forgiven. And there's nothing that we can do to earn or deserve that. There's nothing we can do to be worthy of that cleansing. It happens by grace alone. And so the scripture we're going to be looking at is Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 26. It starts off, it says, For everybody has sinned. 
We all fall short of God's glorious standards. That verse is saying that we are all unworthy. We're all messy. We're all dirty. No one is naturally clean. No one is born and lives his life and is deserving of God's love because we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. His standard is 100% perfection. His standard is, is holiness. And we all have fallen short of that because we have all sinned and we all struggle with sin. Even after we get cleaned by Jesus, we all struggle with staying clean, with making mistakes and sinning. But the favorite part about this is that that can be kind of scary. That can be a little daunting. No one deserves God's grace. But the next verse in verse 24 says, Yet God in his grace, he freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God whenever they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So whenever we hear blood in the Bible, it kind of sounds weird because we're not used to that kind of imagery of blood. I mean, we see it on TVs, um, but usually that's in a more uh, of a morbid sense, a more scary sense whenever we think of blood. But blood in the Old Testament, blood represents life. And so the Old Testament people, in order to be made right with God, they had to sacrifice a perfect and innocent animal. And that blood cleansed them. That blood allowed them to get into God's presence. But because of Jesus, he was our perfect sacrifice. When Jesus died on the cross for us, whenever his blood was spilled for us, that was his once and for all cleansing for us. His blood was perfect. His blood was innocent. And because it was shed for us, it, it, it cleanses us for eternity. In the Bible, I love that verse 25 says, people are made right with God. We're made right with God whenever we believe that Jesus sacrificed his life. We're not made right with God whenever we give our money to the church. We're not made right with God whenever we try to go to church every single week, twice a week, whatever it is. We're not made right with God whenever we read the entire Bible. We're not right with God whenever we spend more than five minutes praying every single day. The Bible says we are made right with God whenever we believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Going into the rest of verse 25, it says this sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, it shows us that God was being fair whenever he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. He makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Jesus paid the price on the cross. He paid the entire cost. His sacrifice of innocent blood, because of that, we are made right with God. Because of that, we can have that relationship with God whenever we believe in him. The theological term for this, it's a, it's a word, it's called penal substitution atonement, substitutional atonement. It means that Jesus became our sin and in return, we received his righteousness. Let's go back to the Old Testament imagery. The, the, the Israelites, they would sacrifice a goat. And so this goat, it would be called uh, a scapegoat. That's where that word comes from, a scapegoat. Because all their sins, they would put on this innocent goat. And whenever they would sacrifice it, the goat would die because of their sins. Because all sin, the, the, their consequences of sin is death. And so this, the goat, it would die and their sins would be cleansed because of that. In the same way, 
Whenever Jesus died on the cross, he took all of our sins and he became sin for us, the Bible says. He became our sin. And because of that, we receive his righteousness. So in God, when he looks down on us from heaven, whenever we believe in Jesus, he doesn't see our sin anymore. He doesn't see our dirtiness, our mistakes. He doesn't see any of that. Instead, whenever we believe in Jesus and we call on God, God, he looks out and he sees the righteousness of Jesus. The righteousness of Jesus covers us. And that's how we can enter into God's holy presence. Because God's presence, it's holy. And sin cannot enter God's presence. But the Bible says that we can come boldly into the throne room of God. We can come boldly into God's presence because of Jesus taking our sin from us and giving us his righteousness instead. Now, you might be thinking, this sounds too good to be true. And, and it does because it, it should be too good to be true. But that's where grace comes in. Grace is us getting what we do not deserve. We do not deserve the holiness of God. We do not deserve to go into the presence of God. We do not deserve for eternity to go into heaven. We all deserve to spend eternity in hell. But that's what grace is all about. Grace is that we get what we don't deserve. Mercy is not getting what we, don't des- or what we do deserve. Mercy is us not going to hell for what we deserve. Grace is getting what we don't deserve. It's getting us getting to go to heaven. It's us getting to be able to be cleaned again. And that's, that's why whenever we truly understand this, whenever we truly believe this, not just know about it, but whenever this truly sinks into your heart and mind that we get to go to heaven, that we get to live this life in God and we didn't have to do anything to deserve it because we can't do anything to deserve it. Whenever you truly believe that, whenever that truly comes into your heart and your mind, that's what changes your life. God transforms us. But whenever we understand this, this is what sets us on fire for God. This is what makes us want to obey God. This is what makes us want to read the word and get to know God more on an intimate level. This is what makes us want to experience God's presence. This is what sets us on fire. And this is what makes us want to tell everybody about this grace. Because we see the hurt in people's lives. We see the hurt that's going on in this world. And we just... Whenever we understand this, we want them to understand that they don't have to experience that hurt anymore. They don't have to try to find life anymore because they can have life in God. They can have life because of Jesus and they don't have to jump through any hoops to deserve it. So whenever you truly understand this, this should change your life and this should set you on fire for God. You don't do good works to earn salvation. You don't share Jesus in order to earn salvation. Like I said, you don't go to church to earn salvation. You don't read the Bible to earn salvation. But once you truly receive this salvation, once this becomes real in your life, you want to do those good works. Now, if you, if, if you still struggle with feeling clean, if you still struggle with feeling worthy and dirty, ask yourself this, has Jesus made me clean? Have you been forgiven by Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? It's, the, it's only through Jesus that we can experience what it means to have a clean heart before God. It's only through Jesus that we can experience that holiness and get into God's presence. And if the answer is yes, if you have been made clean by Jesus, but you still feel unclean, you still feel unworthy, you still feel dirty, and you're still struggling with all this, ask yourself, Am I intentionally living a life that is holy before God? Am I intentionally trying to set myself apart before God? Are you trying to live a holy life?
Because point number two is that because of Jesus, we are holy. Because of Jesus, we are set apart. Think about it like this. We've all had, um, we've all eaten off a paper plate before. But we all know what a fancy plate looks like as well. Um, a fancy plate, it's like fine china. A fancy plate, it's something that's very, um, it's very special. It's very nice. And you only eat really good food on a fancy plate. They're for very fancy, they're decorative, and they're, be- they're reserved for the best occasions. I know at Brooklyn's grandma's house, um, she has a really nice um, a silverware and re- a very nice plate set that we always eat all the big meals on. And I think the silverware, silverware is actually gold. I don't know if it's solid gold or just gold or plated, but the knives, the spoon, the forks, everything is gold. And you only eat good food with those. And paper plates, on the other hand, they are used whenever we absolutely don't care about what we're eating. We get a box of pizza, we get out the paper plates because we're just gonna throw some pizza on there and the, p- the plate's gonna get messy, it's gonna get greasy and we're just gonna fold it in half, tear it up, whatever, throw it away because we don't care about what we're eating on that plate. Now imagine putting a, a beautiful gourmet meal. The turkey's been roasting all day, the, the mashed potatoes have been in the pot all day. You're cooking this beautiful gourmet meal Now imagine putting that on a paper plate. Now imagine putting a reheated Taco Bueno burrito on a really fine plate, eating that with that gold fork and that gold knife. That doesn't make any sense. Some things are set apart for a special purpose. Some things are set apart for something that is special. And spiritually, God, he calls us to have a special purpose to live a set-apart lifestyle. So ask yourself, does your life look more like fine china to God? It's beautiful, it's holy, it's set-apart. Or does your life look more like a paper plate? Is it common? Is it ordinary? And it doesn't have that social thing at all. Is your life set-apart for God? Is your life holy before God? Do you feel like you're living a life that is on purpose for God or you're living an ordinary life and you're just going with the flow with the world? Is God able to use you or is God or you not being able to use by God because you're just an ordinary paper plate? Does your spiritual life look plain and ordinary? Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Our identity in Christ is one of purity. Whenever we are one with God, we are pure because of what Jesus did, and we have to live a life that reflects that. If you're not living a life that reflects that purity, then you have to ask yourself, have you really been made pure in God? And it goes beyond our heart and our mind and our body. We talked about mind um, being being cleansed in our mind the first week. We're talking about being physically pure last week. Our identity though, it's a spiritual identity. And we are supposed to identify as being pure and holy and set apart in Jesus. Second Timothy, Paul, he's writing to young Timothy. He's a, he's a mentee of, of, of him. Timothy, he's gonna be a young pastor. Paul, he is pouring into him. And he talks about different vessels, different plates and stuff, just like I was. And Paul, he says this in 2 Timothy chapter 2. He says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. 
The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are used for everyday use. He's talking to Timothy. He says, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Then he encourages him. He says, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. I'm going to read that again. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Run from anything that is going to defile you. Run from anything that's going to keep you from living a pure and holy life. Instead, pursue, run after, chase after, run after with everything in your heart, righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Some vessels... A vessel, that's just another word for like pots and cups and, and bowls. They were, they were made out of wood and clay um, back in the first century, 2,000 years ago. And culturally speaking, these clay vessels or, the, or pots, these were the toilets in the home. They didn't have plumbing or anything. So these clay and wood pots, these were the toilets. What goes inside a toilet does not belong in a vessel of honor. What goes inside one of these clay pots does not deserve and it, and it does not have a place in something that is honorable, like a gold or a sil silver cup. The vessels that were made out of gold and silver, they were used for the finest things in the house, whether that was expensive perfumes or scrolls or etc. Whatever they wanted to preserve, whatever they valued, whatever they had a good purpose for, they put in the very fine vessels, in the very fine cups and bowls the gold and the silver, everything else, stuff they didn't care about, feces and, and, and all that gross stuff, those went into the ordinary stuff. That was like the paper plates versus the fine china. The Bible is calling us to live a life that is set apart, one that looks like an honor, honorable vessel, not a dishonorable one. And again, this is not a matter of salvation because that is already taken care of whenever we believe in Jesus. Whenever we put our hope and our trust in Jesus and we believe that he died and he rose again, that, that's salvation. That's nothing that we can deserve. That's given to us as a free gift whenever we believe in Jesus. But this holy living, this is a matter of how and who God will use for his good purposes. Going back to that verse, it says, you life will be clean, verse 21, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Do you want to be used by God? He can do the impossible through you. He can change a life through you. God can use you to do impossible things in this world. And God, he wants to use you. God, he has a mission to accomplish. He wants every single person in this world to know who he is and to live a life of salvation, to live that life of purity and live that life of satisfaction and joy and hope. God has that mission, but God is gonna use people like you and me to accomplish that. So my question is, do you want to be used by God? Because God has something good in store for us. And a lot of times, like I said um, a couple weeks ago, that mission, it's a dangerous mission. That mission, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But God wants to use you. But you have to be a willing vessel. You have to be an honorable vessel. God's not going to use a toilet bowl. God's going to use something made out of gold and silver. So make sure you are a pure vessel. The application tonight, first one is, ask Jesus to make you clean.
If you have not given your life to Jesus, if you have not believed in him, ask Jesus to make you clean. You still feel like you're living a life that's unworthy. You still feel like you're living a life that's undeserving. Ask him to make you clean. King David, he, read, he wrote in Psalms 51 verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. If you want to be made clean in God, call after him. Believe in Jesus. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and make you clean. And if you already have, if you already have that relationship with God, but you still feel un, unworthy, you still feel like you're struggling with the sin, pray this prayer. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Create in me a clean heart. Because sometimes, even though we're saved, even though we have that relationship with God, our heart runs to run away. God, create in me a clean heart. The second one, this is the challenge. The challenge for this week and for those who are seeking true holiness and purity is to let your life be set apart, not just from sin, but from anything that could distract you from God. So this week, choose to give up something and surrender to God so that you can live a life that's more set apart and focused on Him. If you feel like you're on Instagram and you're comparing yourself to other people's lives or whatever, and you think that's keeping you, that envy, that sin is keeping you from living a holy life, give that up for a week. If it's TV, if it, whatever it is, whether it's texting, whether it's your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it is, whatever's keeping you from living a holy life, give that up so that you can be more set apart and focused on God. Because whenever you surrender your life above and beyond to be set apart from God, He will show up and He will be an incredible blessing. And God, He wants to use you and God will use you whenever you set your life apart for Him. And you say, God, I am willing to be used by you. God created me a clean heart. God, use me for what you're calling me to do. And God, He can and He will use you to do awesome and miraculous things. Hey, I love you guys. Let's pray and I hope you guys stay safe. Jesus, I thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you for the mission that you're calling us to do. God, I thank you for the grace that you've given us that we can be freely forgiven. It's nothing that we can do, nothing that we can deserve, but God, you give that to us freely. So God, I pray that everyone who's listening to this, everybody who's going to listen to this, God, I pray you let, let them feel that and let them call after your name. God, we thank you and we love you. God, use us for good and perfect um, purposes. God, use us to change the world, create in us a clean heart so that we can be used by you. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys stay safe, stay warm.